Hello and welcome to the Minter Dialogue radio show number 35. This interview is with Andrew Grill, CEO of CRED, for real-time, transparent, community-based influence measurement. It's a hot field and one that typically galvanizes conversation, not to say arguments, we say. Andrew has a strong vision of how to make influence measurement credible and viable. I met Andrew at the Like Minds conferences for Social Media Week this week. We recorded this one on the fly. I think you will find it very stimulating. So let's cut to the interview. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue radio show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, and I'm author of the blog, themindset.com. That's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. So let's cut to the quick. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Minter Dialogue radio show. This time I'm at Social Media Week in London and I have had the chance to listen to a whole number of great panels at Like Minds. This morning we had a fantastic one that was on Solomo, Social Local Mobile. And one of the guests on the panel is Andrew Grill. Andrew, welcome to the show. Can you tell us who you are and what you do? Minter, great to be on the show. It's Andrew Grill. I'm the CEO of Cred. We're one of the leading influencer platforms. Probably heard of our competition, Clout. We like Clout just better. <laughs> All right. What makes you better? Well, four things, really. We have real-time feed of data. So we've got the last 1,300 days of Twitter and have a real-time access to Twitter. We also have a dual-part score. We look at influence and outreach, and that's important. We group things by community. And so rather than being influential in cheese, you'd be influential in mobile or linguistics or something that means makes sense. And the fourth thing is we're totally transparent. We list on our website exactly how we score. And against each one of the 130 million profiles we have, every single interaction and the points received or given are listed. No one else does that. Yeah, and that, that's uh, one way to gain trust because one of the issues with these, these services, of course, is, is well, are they, are they gameable and what are they trying to do behind? Uh, and so you've obviously got to find a way to gain trust. One of the things that um, strikes me about your competition, Clout, and as I've reflected on it, is that it could end up being a way to aggregate your social presence. And so maybe you can drain in all of your social media presences as opposed to having to click onto all of them. Is that something that's part of your, on your radar? We're looking at two networks at the moment. So we look at Twitter and Facebook. We're adding more. We're looking at LinkedIn and Google Plus and others. I think whatever you do, whatever you, you know, suck into your profile, you've got to know what's what's happening to it, what, what people are using it for. So the transparency issue comes again as to what is cred doing with my data? Uh, can I see what they're doing with it? And to your point about being able to game a system, you can game any system. You can game clout, cred, you can game life. Mm-hmm. The difference with cred is you can see it being gamed. Mm-hmm. And so if I see someone actively trying to get lots and lots of points and being influential when they're not really playing you know, the, by the rules, mm-hmm. I'd never give that person's name to a client as a candidate to do some outreach and give them a product. Right, as part of the, you know a, a, a spotted influence but you have a, a, it's a human way or is it an electronic way that you had to manage that? We, we look at it both ways. It's very easy to see who's gaming the system and then you would then physically look at that person, do some, some checking. So, uh, but, but the point is, because it's real-time and transparent, you can see it happening. Recently, Twitter uh, closed down their API um, or at least made it much harder to use. What, how has that influenced you and how do you manage that? 
Twitter's looked at a quadrant of four areas that they want to really work in. The top right, if I remember the quadrant properly, is clients. We're not a Twitter client, so we don't think we'll be impacted there. And Twitter, quite rightly, want the Twitter experience of being able to push promoted tweets and ads onto that, and that's that's perfectly fine. The other three areas are areas we shine. So we're looking at social CRM, doing a lot of work with companies like Salesforce around social CRM. Social analytics we've been doing for the last five years, and that will continue, and also social influence. So the three areas that Twitter want people to innovate, we're absolutely focused on. All right, so can you tell us a little bit about the economic model behind CRED? Yeah, so there's a free model where you can go to cred.com and look at your cred score, look at your at name or your company's at name, look at hashtags. Where we make money, it's a good question, is in three areas. First is the API. We have a very comprehensive, very deep API going back 1,300 days to look at what's going on and we can make some um, some inference from there. The second area is we'll run campaigns. And so a company will want to get their latest shoe into the hands of people that live in California, like travelling and are into sport. We can actually make micro-communities and look at the influential people in there. And the third area is just running um, stats about who's influential and finding out what it means and who you are. So we'd run paid campaigns for that as well. So in those second and third, it sounds more like you're an agency. Is that accurate? Uh, we're a provider. So we work with agencies. We work directly with clients to do that. Uh, we get a whole range of people. We sort of 50-50. Agencies want to do things for their clients and larger companies are keen to, to work with us directly. All right. So um, with influence, a large question we could talk at, at length about that. Influence is online, influence is offline. How do you match that, reconcile that? Yeah, we were one of the first people to actually look at the offline question. So when we launched about a year ago, we actually have offline cred. What it means is you can send us an achievement. So have you got an MBA, a black belt in karate, and you want to tell us about that, we'll actually verify it with a human to make sure you're being truthful and transparent. And then we'll actually award you some points based on a transparent scale and put it on your profile. You're right, though, it's hard to marry the two because you don't know a lot about me unless I tell you. And so it's, an, it's a growing area, but one way we're looking at that is actually self-reported and actually having people say, Andrew's not really the President of the United States, so don't give him cred for that. Which, which is like this notion of having an internet where someone says, oh, I'm an expert in, in an internal community. And, and, of course, the issue is, well, are they lying? And, and, they, and that returns back on their reputation if they feel a need to lie about them being an expert in an area. So if I tell you I'm a black belt in karate, which I'm not, uh, then we'll have a bigger problem, and that bigger problem sort of obviously is going to wear down my level of influence. Well, influence and trust, I think, go hand in hand. You can be massively influential, but if no one believes you, it wears away at that. So I think it's, it's a two-part thing. Um, do you have influence and where is that influence? It's all contextual. Yeah. One of the challenges of our industry is people are being fixated on the number. So if your clout cred is X, does that mean you're the best guy or gal in the room to go to? I gave a talk on Monday at another Social Media Week event, and I said, let's do an experiment. Let's no one did this. Let's get a post-it note and put our salary on your forehead. Now, if the person in front of me put a million pounds on his post-it note, would I go to him instinctively? I don't know anything about him, but he's got the biggest number. If I go to him and find out that his expertise is in horseshoe making, not really relevant for my business, even though he gets paid the most. So the challenge I think we have is reconciling where I have influence. Mm-hmm. And, and platforms like Cred actually show you which communities you influence, and your Cred score will change for each community. So I will have no influence in the mummy blogging community. I have a lot of influence in the marketing and social media community where you'd expect. So it, it's really about relevance, not just about the number. Yeah, one of the, the big criticisms of Clout will be that it's all about your activity, not uh, who you are, or really what your level of true influence is. So is that your answer to that? Well, part of it is our two-part score. So yes, we look at influence, and it's a number out of a 1,000. Clearly, the higher the number, the better. 
the more interesting number is actually outreach. One of our clients recently wanted to get to fashion bloggers in the UK, and so we gave them a list of people we thought were candidates for that, but we ranked it by outreach score. Outreach is a measure of your generosity. How engaged are you with your community? And so in this particular case, we found the higher the outreach in this particular community, the more interested, the more active, and the more valuable they were to the client, regardless of their influence score. So, Andrew Grill, you are CEO uh, of CRED, uh, with a, a slight accent from uh, Down Under. Uh, that would be Australia. Can you tell us about uh, CRED's worldwide scope? We're already in uh, four major cities. We have our headquarters in San Francisco. We have a team in New York. Here in London, we have a presence and also in Sydney. So we're able to, to work in all those markets, and we get a, a wide range of uh, interests from, from different clients around the world. We've been doing this since 2007. Our parent company, People Browser, has been a social analytics company since 2007. We've had the Twitter Firehose access since 2008. So really, we've been doing influence for a long time. What you see in CRED is that sort of public-facing uh, front end of, of, of the influence work we've been doing. And so that's in terms of offices. And what about in terms of languages and, and uh, that side of uh, the internationalization? Language is an interesting question. So while we have French, German, uh, Spanish and Italian speakers on staff, what we generally find works best is working with local agencies and local companies. Because we have the whole Twitter firehose, we have every single tweet in every language. So if you want to do a German campaign, my German's pretty rubbish, but my colleagues in Germany could actually help us look at keywords and communities. So we've actually done some campaigns in Latin America and some campaigns in Europe where they've had a language requirement and where we've done that is, is use local people who really know the language and the context. And again, even if someone is the top German influencer, you need someone living in Germany to really know if that person who they say they're incredible. So it always requires a human element, regardless of the technology or the tools you use, you need to know what you're talking about and have real relevance, you know, in, insight in that community. I was just in Moscow, and uh, and I was actually in Korea a little while before. And each of these has very different languages, but also has very different ecosystems. I was wondering, from your perspective, being an analytics company at heart, do you have an idea that some are there some countries that have a natural propensity to have stronger credibility? In other words, I think about us Americans, who tend to have a voluble ability to you know show how good we are. Where do you do you see any cultural differences? Answer that a different way. I think it comes down to the community. So, regardless, I'm Australian living in London, so it's a bit hard to say, you know, where my bread is buttered, as we say. But it's With marmite or Vegemite? Um, neither. I don't like either, actually. <laughs> but where I think it is the discussion should be is the community. So, regardless of your language or your location, mm. someone who is a real expert in thermodynamics in Moscow versus the UK. Um, that's kind of a global thing because the nature and the community of thermodynamics will be so specific regardless of where you are. I think if you're trying to say is one country more trustworthy than the other, I think every country has people that are good, have good people and bad people. I think when you go down to the community level and look at online and offline influence, that's where you can find those local rock stars. So I would never want to tar or brush a particular country or another with being better or worse. So I think there are local rock stars in every country, in every city, and with CRED, we all find them. All right, and uh, so last question for you, Andrew. Um, you're in front of a CEO. Let's pretend for the sake of my argument I'm the CEO of a large company. Uh, and listen, Andrew, I'd like to know just how can I get my CRED up? Three things. One is connect your Facebook page because when you add Facebook, we know a little bit more about you and your friend and your credit score will go up. Secondly, uh, submit some offline cred. If you have that black belt, that MBA, that award you've got, submit it to us and your cred will increase as, as well. The third thing is be relevant and generous to your community and your community will help your cred score go up. Brilliant. Well, Andrew, what a delight, great surprise for me. Thanks for being on the show. Pleasure to see you and keep following you.
Minsa, it's been a delight. Thanks, and uh, thanks, everyone. Excellent. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue radio show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter. If you like the show, please don't forget to click the handy Facebook like button or tweet it out. And if you speak French, you can find my other French language interviews on minterdial.fr. In the meantime, please come join the conversation at The Mindset or catch me on Twitter at M-D-I-A-L. Happy trails. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian jiu-jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.